sus. We're going? We're going. Ah. I accidentally hit the unrecord button to stop the recording, but it's okay. I can use that clip and this clip to, and my magical editing skills to make everything. Whoa okay. there. Hmm. That nice crack you got there with the knuckles? Oh, yeah. That, that, you really heard that in the mics. Nice job. Oh, thank you. And, and, and I didn't mean that in a sarcastic way. I meant that in a genuine, in a genuine manner. But, oh, I forgot. Ah. Where was it? What was I going with? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, using my magical editing skills, I'll be able to connect the, the past clip and this clip together with the intro. Oh, yeah. To make it all nice and fancy and sauce and fancy. That's right. Sauce. What? I don't know. Sauce? What? Saucy? That's more like it. Okay. Just let me, let me... Let you sauce. Let me sauce. Let me sauce. Let me sauce. Thank you, TJ. Yeah. Well, if you can't tell already, we're in kind of a loose, loosey-goosey kind of mood. <laughs> because it's, what, 9.50? No, 9.40. 40. 9.40 at night, we're recording our Sauna Sunday, right? This is our second Sauna Sunday episode, second episode of Sauna Sunday. See. At night. Normally, we do it in the mornings, but TJ and I recorded the Batman Forever podcast this morning, so we're finally getting this started here. We would have got it done a little sooner, but we actually took some photos for our new profile for the podcast. And we watched Speed 2. <laughs> And while I was editing the video version of the latest latest episode on the pod, we we watched Speed. Watch Speed Two. Bless bless your bless your soul, William. Thank William, you, William. My brother turned off the furnace for us. King. Uh. But yes, we watched Speed Two, which we'll talk about after we talk about the Star Wars news. Real treat, honestly. Probably better than the first one. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Man, I wanted to like. I just wanted to. I don't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to just. Go blind for a second. I'm not sure. Something like that. Especially when the CGI came in. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Dune has nothing on it. For real. For real. Without further ado, let's jump into the... Oh, oh. Jump. Speaking of jumping into, I'm jumping ahead of myself. TJ, what is your beverage of choice today for Sauna Sunday? Uh, I have the last bit of a... Like, blueberry... What are these called? Your, your what are they called, Will? They're delicious. That's what. Other bag. The other bag's <laughs> under it. Don't move the battery. Or be careful. Like They're like tea in a yellow can. They're delicious. Um. Oh, they're like... Yerba mate. Yeah. Yerba mate? Yerba mate or whatever it's called. They're delicious. Some, some word. Yeah, the, uh, the, I, heard, I heard they're picking up steam, aren't they? they mm-hmm. They're kind of relatively new. Yeah, I, I mean, think. they've been around for a while, I think. But oh. Yeah, they're good. Well, I'm going with the established brand around town. And I have the Tangerine LaCroix. Oh, my God. Why did I choose this beverage? Well, it has that nice kick to it with the sparkling water, with the sparkling carbonation. And also, I just really enjoy the can. You enjoy the aesthetic? I enjoy the aesthetic, this really cool orange-yellow type of color. It's quite nice. Oh, boy. And it's naturally essenced, which 
once I mean, once I which I means it was carbonated next to something, so it tastes really light because it's Lacroix. Yeah, but once I saw that, I knew I had to have it. Yeah, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah, I've been saying that a lot. You have. Because that song's a banger, and I love it. Who sings that? I don't even know. I don't know either. Anyway. It's an 80s song. That's all I know. 80s song. We explained to you what our beverage... Oh, we have the camera. Okay, check this out. Boom. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't, you don't have your can. What a chub. Yeah, what mine's a chub. A... Anyway, I showed the camera my LaCroix. Moving on, we got some Star Wars news yeah. to open up Sauna Sunday, and then we'll just kind of go wild. Some of the, so the essentially the biggest news that came out of this this Vanity Fair issue, yeah, was that the untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars film is the next film to come out. Mm-hmm. Still, don't know what it's about though. Right? No. Um, yeah, it, I think they're still writing it. Yeah, we'll just rip it open. Go for just it. Just do it. Don't 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 feel bad. I mean, you know, we, three people listen to us, William, so it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but knowing Taika, there's going to be a lot of humor in it. Taika yeah. humor. I, yeah, I think. I, yeah, I mean, I'm in quirky humor. Um, I'm I'm glad to see like a new route for everything. Because because I feel like. Okay, um, I did not mean to interrupt TJ there. Yeah. I was just I. It had to Sorry, happen. it just had to happen. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see like where he goes with like, kind of adding comedy, like more comedy into Star Wars. I, I don't know how I feel about it because if Taika goes that route, I love his comedy. Jojo Rabbit, great. The latest Thor movies, I love the comedy, or I guess the one Thor movie he's done so far. I've enjoyed where he's taken that character. I think we all we all agree, no matter what your stance is on. Thor Ragnarok, that he definitely brought new life into the character. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm interested to see how his comedy can relate to Star Wars. To Star Wars and how it can make a good Star Wars movie. Because Yeah, or, or we've or, never really Or even just putting like his like directorial like touch on it. Right. Uh, because, not just comedy, but like he's very different than every other kind of Star Wars director. He is, but I'm fo- but you know why I'm focusing on the comedy. Because yeah, yeah, Star yeah, yeah. Wars it it has comedy, right? We see it in Solo and stuff of that nature, but not Taika comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's not everything. the quirky. It's not that super quirky comedy that kind of comes with his directing style. Yeah. Uh, you start to see it more. I want to say in like the sequels, where it's like where I think they truly more lead into the comedy-esque kind of banter. Yeah, and uh, Solo. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd say like sequel-esque slash yeah. spinoff. Right. More Solo than Rogue One, but... Right. Um, like, I mean, like, the original trilogy and stuff, I have jokes like, here and there, because, I mean, it's a movie. you got to have at least yeah. one or two just to kind of Scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah. Who's scruffy-looking? Yeah. Um, I, ha- I had to say that, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, he has a very different sense of comedy. Uh, and even, like, the way he, like, just adds color and stuff, it's very different than literally every other Star Wars director kind of up to this point. So I'm interested. But I think, and there is a trend when I go down the rest of this list, that they are going, Star Wars is branching out, and they're going for new stuff, which I think, again, we both agree is a a good thing, because you can only go off one 
formula for so long. Oh yeah, before I mean, it gets ruined. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's literally the Marvel like thing is you can only do Marvel doing Marvel things for so long. You can only have so many Phase Three movies. Um, and I think Star Wars is starting to do that the same thing that like Marvel's doing where. Um, yes, the formula works, and what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie is still really good, but, uh, changing it up is cool. I am here for it, so. Agreed. Moving on, we have Patty Jenkins's Rogue Squadrons, which is supposed to be the film after that. Yeah. I don't know much about that one. Uh, I just know it has to do with fighter pilots, and... Uh, that's again. It's by the uh, Patty Jenkins who directed Wonder Woman. That's all I know. I'm very excited that they're tackling fighter pilot fighter stuff. pilot stuff. Yeah, because I, we always see them, right? We see they're always the guys the, that are scrambling to their X wings in A New Hope. Yeah, or Resistance fighters doing whatever. But they're just they just feel like background characters. We don't actually have a connection with them. Yeah, and I, they seem very, you know surface level sort of connection with them yeah but now we can actually dive in and see oh yeah these are actually real people and they have such and such um yeah i'm interested i want to see like how they like shoot it and all that like seeing if it's more like a star wars top gun kind of thing um which i'd be totally down for um but yeah the, the pilots are kind of something that's really kind of never been tackled but I mean, I'm here for it. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. She so I've seen. Has she directed anything big besides the Wonder Woman movies? Uh, I think the only thing I can think of is uh, the movie that Charlize Theron won her Oscar for. She uh, directed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, which yeah, which was a while ago. And I was going to say things. Yeah, um, it's called Monster. That's what it's called. Right. Um, it came out what like 2003 or four. I got you. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know what else she directed. I mean, you'll, you'll be able to see once you click on her name, but. Well, Safari is being weird. Hold on. Okay. But here we go. Yeah. Monster, Monster Jobs. No, 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 no. Monster the Movie. <laughs> 2003. 2003. Yeah. And then I uh, just click on her name and see if there's anything else big. Hold on, let me expand. Sorry, boys. Sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I am a 50-year-old here. Hold on. Movies. What do we got? What do we got? Wonder Woman, 1984. Wonder Woman, Monster, Rogue Squadron. Wonder Woman 3. What? Literally nothing else. <laughs> Literally nothing else. Yeah. She has a movie called Five, it looks like. When that come out? 2011. Interesting. I don't know. It has oh. Rosario da- Dawson, from, who's going to be Ahsoka, right? Or yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the only big person it looks like on the in this movie called Five. It's a drama comedy, apparently. A dramedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we have the next trilogy also as well. With Ryan. with Ryan Johnson, yes. Yeah. I am... As much as people are raving about... And pushing the idea of moving away from trilogies, which I mostly agree with, I do still want more trilogies. Yeah, I and um, and and Ryan Johnson, people people really only have connection with him because of 
The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, which most people hate, but people don't realize that he's made one of the best television episodes of all time in one of his Breaking Bad episodes. Yeah. I think, doesn't it have a perfect 10? Yeah, I think so. He made, I think he made a few Breaking Bad episodes. Yeah. And then, uh... He, people don't realize, he's a good director. Yeah, he has uh, multiple popular movies as well. Looper and, uh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Uh, which, I mean, he's a, yeah, he has his own kind of, like, feel, trademark, kind of. Um, and I and I feel and because of that, and I actually am a Last Jedi fan. I know, right? There's very few of us. I I, I like that movie. You, you do. Yeah. You do too. Yes, you do. But there is among the Star Wars community, especially there is yeah it's a large few and far between a large hate for the Last Jedi and the Rise of Skywalker. For the Force Awakens. It's more. I feel. I feel like it's more split for the Force Awakens. I feel like Force Awakens is like generally liked. I think. Out of every, out of the three, I think it's the most liked. But also, I feel like people don't hate it that much. Like e- even people who dislike it are like, it's still. It's. It, it, I they think. I think they think it's the best. Kind of just to watch. Out of the three, yeah, because um, I mean, although it's like you can say what you will about like it being copy and paste kind of thing, it's still kind of good though. I mean, it, it, even in that respect, it's still better than I think most people give it credit for. Yes, agreed. And the technical aspects of even the Rise of Skywalker, I think we forget how great the special effects were for those three movies. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the way they put those all three of them are put together, really well done. They are, especially, um, and I especially bring this up after the recent issues Marvel has had with. CGI. Yeah. Which I'm thoroughly disappointed in, but that's another topic for another day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like, Star Wars, um, for the most part, they they take their time with the movies. It's, I mean, they're, for a while, it was once every, one every three years for, like, all the old stuff, and then, now it's one, mainline stuff was uh, one every two years, uh, with, uh, the two in the middle, Solo and Rogue One. Uh, but I feel like they put a lot more time just kind of, like, sitting down, making everything, like, crystal clear perfect in terms of, like, technical, like, the sound and the music and, like, this uh, the way they, like, do all the effects. It, it just feels more put together. Mm-hmm. At- Ray's theme is my favorite piece of music in the Star Wars, in all the Star Wars films. Favorite. I don't say it's best. I say favorite, though, for me. I love that. The, I um, forget what that one is. I think it's the xylophone that comes in is very unique and different compared to the rest of the scores, the way they use that, where it's like, where it's dun 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 oh, dun yeah, dun yeah, dun 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 I love that piece for, so much. For me, it's still Yoda's theme is my favorite. Yoda's theme. It's always been my favorite. I can't wait till we do an Empire Strikes Back, the Empire Strikes Back episode, because honestly, I've said this on other podcasts. Yoda's dialogue in that movie, I there are very few characters where not a single sentence of dialogue is wasted. Yeah. And Yoda's one of those characters in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, if you if you watch that movie, I dare you to find a piece of dialogue that doesn't add to the to the situation the scene that's going on at the time at the time yeah or or a line that aids us uh a scene that comes later on yeah 
it's it's fantastic. George Lucas, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but that's kind of our thing. He actually tried to get an Oscar nom for Frank Oz for Yoda. Hmm. Interesting. But he didn't he wasn't able to get one, and I understand why. Because it is just great performance. But anyway, we, we took a long um, detour from the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which is being on hold right now because of his Knives Out movies. Yeah, um, and I mean, I think they even said that like they're going to try and move away from trilogies just in general. Which, again, like I said, I I definitely agree with, but I do like the idea that they are they do have a trilogy in yeah. mind and i'm glad ryan johnson is getting his own trilogy because i really liked where he went with the last jedi yeah besides the whole rose and finn yeah i think thing. i think they learned from their mistakes with that movie um but not I, the characters by the way i'm talking specifically more about the, the plot but they also could have written rose better yeah no, it's nothing on the actors not not, not nothing yeah. on john boyega and I, I, I don't think I've ever known her name. No, it's nothing on them. It's the writer's fault. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, he'll, he'll be interesting to like put a different like spin on trilogies. Um, and I mean, I, I, I think it'll just be like, a, like I said, a nice change of pace to just kind of have something that isn't as like Star Warsy. I am interested to see, like, where he goes with it. Like, uh, if he's going to go, like, more prequel times or before prequel times or whatever he does. It'll be Mm -hmm. interesting. Agreed. What also fascinates me is the director's ability now to not have to worry about, okay, where where do I need to go so I can meet the next movie? Yeah, I think, yeah, if, if if it's him just on his own... He has the ability to plan what he wants to do, uh, which is nice because uh, we don't get another problematic sequel trilogy. Oh my god! And ability to plan. Yeah, I, I think I think that's also why they're letting Ryan direct his of own the, trilogy. Yeah, the full trilogy, because they also learned that working with multiple directors yeah. on one see the on one trilogy is not the best. See what happened with. The original trilogy, you might you might respond to my comment and say, "Well, the original trilogy had multiple directors." That's true, but yep. who was who wrote those three movies and helped and Planned looked everything. over everything? It was George Lucas. Yeah, he he's the mastermind behind everything. Yeah, um, he he wrote. For those that are curious, actually, he wrote all in a rough cut. He wrote all three mo- or all six original movies technically at once. Yeah, and then before a New Hope, and then he realized, and then he, I don't remember why he decided to start with a New Hope, but he did. Yeah. And yeah, that's the reason why those three movies work so well with yeah. the different directors. Uh yeah, because it, it, it I mean, it's mostly just um one guy's writing. It's not um like a consistent or not it, it's not inconsistent and like oh no, person a guy X is writing but he doesn't have the same ideas guy Y. It's it, it's like one guy's true vision. Which is not what we had in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> no, it is me. not. My gosh, that was a disaster. The The management behind it all was a disaster. I haven't watched them in a while, but I probably should. That opening, I will say, that opening with Kylo is so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I think I really enjoyed, um, I mean, I enjoy all of them to a certain extent. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed most of like, um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens is the most complete movie out of those three. Yes. It's, I think it's the one that's like, um, it feels very Star Warsy, and it's just like, it's not, tr- there's nothing truly that weak about it in terms of like story and all that. It's, it's very well-rounded. It is. Our last big piece of news as far as planning is concerned is John Watts' new coming-of-age post-Return of the Jedi series. Yeah. It is going to have that, from my understanding, sort of that E.T. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. The Amblin Entertainment, not E.T. vibe, but sort of the Amblin Entertainment Spielberg type of Spielbergian type of youth again coming of age thing thing which again I always applaud and look forward to new branches as we've been talking about in the Star Wars universe so I am interested to see how he handles it yeah um it's definitely a different idea and I'm glad that it's not just another action show kind of thing. Um, Cause I mean like, yeah, a youth kind of thing for star Wars is definitely new and kind of adding that Goonies esque vibe to star Wars. It'll be interesting. It will. The only real hint we have had of sort of this young of a young child. I mean, obviously you have young Anakin, but recently at least, and, and sort of away from the main timeline as far as young Jedi, young Force users, young whatever, young kids in the Star Wars universe is concerned, is that one very small, I think it was it was a post-credit scene or the end or the last scene of The Last Jedi when the boy uses the Force oh, for the broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the last scene of The uh, Last Jedi. That, that was the first thing that came into my mind when I thought of this youth, Return of the Jedi show because that is really the only example we have of a more young people of a more young people and also a look away from yeah. the main timeline. It was yeah, kind of yeah. it was kind of random in that sense in the movie looking back on it, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I am interested because yeah, like you said, it's um, and it's written by. Um, one of the homecoming writers or yeah. the homecoming writer. I don't know. I, I think it's one guy yeah. who wrote homecoming. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. Cause like I said, it's an, it's a nice change of pace. Um, that's going to be very, I want to say more just like enjoyably, just like, it's not going to be too heavy. It's just gonna, It's going to be light fun, which mm-hmm. I'm totally here for. And the overall consensus I have before we move on to some other Star Wars news that isn't necessarily related too much to the timeline is just my my overall impression is, and what I want to stress, is that I am so glad Marvel and Star Wars is starting to lighten up yeah. in sort of how strict they are with where certain things need to go they realize that, again, they can't keep doing the same thing they've been doing. So they're literally giving 
the franchise to different directors and saying, okay, go play in your sandbox. Go to your thing, make your movie, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's ten times – it's a million times better than what could have happened if they – if they went on the same path. Yeah, I think with Marvel, I think um, they plan really well just in general with that. Where I think um, no matter how, like, uh, like a, how much of a director's movie it is, it is equally a Marvel movie in, that, in the sense that, like, it, it gets from point A to point B and, like, where it needs to go and... Uh, like grand grand scheme, uh, like Shang Chi. It in theory, not much of a Marvel movie when it boils down to it, but it still like sets up Marvel roots where it needs to, which is really cool. So. It is. Wrapping up, we have a f- couple other tidbits with the Star Wars news and just Star Wars in general. The Ahsoka started produ- the Ahsoka series started production. Yeah, I want to say that. Crossing my fingers. I think is Thrawn confirmed. I do not remember. Okay. Well, if he I think, isn't... I, I think so, because everyone was like, wanted uh, Lars Mikkelsen to be cast. Right. Because uh, he does the voice in the show. And so they're like, oh, oops. it's uh, They did that with some other character, where they cast like the voice actor as the actual character. I think it was uh, Bo-Katan in Mando. Yeah, it was... What's her name? She's on Longmire. Man, I'm... Katie... No, no, it's not it. Wow, I just I butchered know. it. I was my Longmire fandom was about to come to fruition, but it didn't. Um, so they they were they everyone's kind of pulling for where's Mickelson to show up. Um, but I think that he's confirmed because I think that was one mm-hmm. thing that, that they mentioned in Mando. Yeah. Well, she she didn't she hint at she hinted at something, wasn't it? No, she. Um, or did she say something? I think. I feel like someone mentioned Thrawn. At one point, I can't. Was it the leader of the village? The person that? Yes, she asked uh, where Thrawn is. So everyone's thinking that it's going to be Thrawn based, which would be great. Yeah, I, I I'm very interested because he's a fantastic villain in Rebels. And we both have – we've said this on the podcast a few times at least. We're both huge fans of Rebels. Oh, it's a great show. It's a great show. I enjoy it more than The Clone Wars partially because – and this is no fault of The Clone Wars because The Clone Wars has to deal with a lot of characters. But what makes Rebels so great is it just deals with this group with this group of – this this group throughout the entire show and how they bond and come yeah. together and take on challenges – it's it was and and some of the cinematography and shots in that film. Yeah. I guess would that still be the right word? Cinematography, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's still cinematography, even yeah. if it's animated. That's right. Um, but yeah, some of those shots are are they're brilliant. Yeah, I, I think I don't think I like it as much as Clone Wars. I think. Oh okay. Uh, Clone Wars, I think is, I think when it when Clone Wars is at its peak, I think it is some of the best Star Wars. Um. I think there, I, I, or at least like for me it is, um, like I think of like the Umbara arc of uh, like season four or five of that show, it's absolutely phenomenal, and I think stuff like the Siege of Mandalore and like the Darth Maul arc, 
And I think nothing like that truly gets topped. I think it's it's on par with just like what I love about Star Wars. Um, nonetheless, Rebels is great. I think, like you said, it has like a nice smaller feel uh, where it has where it's 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 kind of like Avatar in my I I I I, 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 I like John's connection to Avatar to our friend, and he's like. They're not that alike, but I'm like honestly, they kind of are. Where it's like it's small, it has bigger um, repercussions in the end. But like when it comes down to it, it's a show about pe- like a little group of character, like oddball characters bonding uh, in a weird fantasy land. And it's awesome. But um, yeah, I love Kanan. I love the season two finale of that show. Um, and I love the Two Sons episode. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Um, and, and I'm interested to see where they go with some of these other animated shows, because um, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. The thing I'll clarify is Rebels, I do like more. It is my favorite of the two, but I do think that Clone Wars is a better animated show, because... yes. And I've said this to TJ, man, there are some rocky moments in Rebels. Yes, there are. Especially beginning of season one, a lot of season one. Yeah, I'd say a solid chunk of season one. Solid chunk of season one. It kind of tails off, I believe. Isn't that the beginning of season four? It kind of has issues. Uh, I can't at remember. Points, it kind of does. Yeah. It kind of it has this weird like intro where it's like it's kind of just like wraps up something that they kind of just did in season three for. No real reason in the grand scheme of things. Uh, I mean, it, it sets up, like, arcs in season four, but, like, when it comes down to it, it's like there was no, like, tease or anything at the end of season three. It was just, like, it's happening, and apparently it's just, it's setting up, like, half the arcs in the season, so get used to it. <laughs> and I, I, I find that kind of intro a little rocky, but... Mm-hmm. No doubt. Moving on, we have... Oh, the last thing I wanted to mention before we get to my quick little ragey, ragey, Rage. my quick little rant that I have about Kathleen Kennedy's comments. Oh yeah, on and and, and your opinion too on these comments that she made about OG character portrayals. But uh, the la- the last thing I wanted to mention before that is how excited we both are for the Andor series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you start with that. Yeah, I, I have all I've never shied away from the fact that I am a huge fan of thriller and spy movies. TJ, you know this very oh, well. Oh yeah, one of my favorite. I have several just movies that I rave about in that genre. Three Days of the Condor. I've talked about multiple times. That thriller sort of dealio. Um, of course, the James Bond movies are technically spy thriller movies to a certain yeah. extent, and. I just, I, I love that genre. It's so interesting. And uh, again, the thriller that com- the, thr- the thrill that comes with those films and the, the way that the plots, the, especially the good plots that are curated with those kind of movies of secrecy, you, it, it's always fascinating to me. And I always jump into them quickly because of that. And I love the lingo too, that oftentimes yeah. comes with those films. It's, it's very unique and it makes you feel like you are a detective in some cases deciphering all this. And I hope we get that 
with the Andor series, and that's yeah. why I am so hyped about it because using bonding those elements to the Star Wars universe, I can't. The possibilities are honestly endless because yeah. there are so many different ways you could go. The universe is so big, and I really enjoyed Diego Luna in Rogue One. He had a really nice role. Yeah. He did a great job in that film, especially showing you and not telling you that this dude has been through a lot. Yeah. And he know he did tell us some, but you could really show he really showed us, man, there's a lot to this character that happened before this film. And I, I wanna know I wanna know what 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 experience he's had in the past. Yeah. And I think Disney figured that out too, and that's why they're making this. So again, if they can incorporate those elements of Three Days of the Condor and all these other kind of spy thriller movies. Um, uh, Three Days of the Condor isn't necessarily a spy movie, but a thriller movie nonetheless. Yeah. And stuff like that. If they can use those elements and and instill them into the Star Wars universe with Andor, I don't see how this couldn't be a miss, honestly. Yeah, I I think... I, I think kind of that like uh, spy energy has been something that like would be very interesting. Um, and it, like you said, it's un, it's a very untapped uh, kind of thing. That uh, seems very kind of just out there in terms of like the grand scheme of things. But like it's it sounds really cool and I'm here for it. Uh, and like you said, the, the possibilities of where you could go with stuff like this is just absolutely crazy and i'm here for it especially in, in an empire run universe yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um yeah i i i remember when this was show was first announced like a while ago a lot of people were like why why does this exist um i but i feel i i think we were talking about this earlier like the, uh, the reputation is slowly lifted, and I think people even start liking it more once the trailer kind of drops and people see what it is. But until then, but also like I haven't seen a lot about it, just kind of because I think of the Obi Wan hype is so over the top at the moment that um, I think it'll get its due course soon. So, mm-hmm. or uh, stuff like that. One thing that I hope this show continues that Mando had going for it until later in the second season. Well, I mean, technically there's the dark saber, but for the most part, the lack of Jedi and the lack of lightsabers. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I, that that's going to be interesting. Cause I think, um, yeah, I there's no real Jedi elements in Rogue One other than like the one guy who's talks about like being like a force. One with monk. the force. Yeah. Yeah. Um so like because inherently it's not really a force based movie, which is nice. Um and without that kind of character in general, you're not gonna get that kind of feel with that you're not gonna get it with um anyone else and the, the new one so mm-hmm. yeah i'm interested also i just looked up the cast of it real quick and it has um the lady who's a uh, harry potter's aunt 
in like the beginning of like like the first few. Hmm. She's in it, and then uh, Stone Skarsgård. Oh, he's oh he he's always a good actor. Yeah, I was gonna say it pulled. It has like a decent little cast to it, and I think it said it was like eight to ten episodes or something like that. How many Skarsgård actors are there? Uh, There's. There's Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, he's related to Stellan, correct? Yeah, that the uh, yeah, he uh, Stellan is the dad, right? And then Alexander and Bill are the two big ones because They're Bill is Pennywise. Pennywise, yeah. And then Alexander, it, what got big from like stuff like uh, uh, Big Little Lies and stuff like that. Zoolander, isn't he in Zoolander? He is in Zoolander, but, but does he have a small role? Or something? Very small role. Okay. He's only in it for like five minutes. I need to watch. I haven't seen Zoolander, but I need to watch it because I know David Duchovny's in it. He is. And also because of the one clip of them jamming out to Wake Me Up Before You Go Go when they're in the Jeep, I think. (laughs) Have you seen the end of that scene? No. Oh my God. It's so funny. I need to watch that movie. I I just rewatched. I'd say most of it. Like two weeks ago because my dad just had it on and i was like i gotta watch this it's so funny it's so dumb um and like it has such it's 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 weirdly like one of the most stack casts i've ever seen and like the amount of cameos are like off the charts it's so funny also shout out david duchovny he just did a i think it was a vanity fair or or GQ, it was one of the two, did a, you know how they do the career timeline on YouTube where, like, yeah, an yeah. actor will go on and they'll talk about their career? They finally did one for Duchovny. I'm like, yes. <laughs> if you can't tell, I've, well, I've said it multiple times, I'm a big X-Files fan, so that's kind of, yeah. it's an issue, but it's also a good issue, so. <laughs> um, I just, I wanted to shout that out because I can. <laughs> I mean, might as well. <laughs> might as well. Uh, X-Files... Uh, what else is you TJ? I keep telling TJ this. What? He's in evolution. He's in evolution. He's in. He had this other. Bi- he had his other big show, which was Californication. Yeah. And then he's in the recent. Uh, the reason he did this is because he was doing press for the bubble. The, oh yes, yes, yes he's yeah. in that for a decent amount of the film. He's one of the main characters, sort yeah. of. He's in the main sort group. of group of actors in the in the film and so that's why he did the timeline but he's that movie's not good first of all yeah i heard <laughs> it's yeah it's not a good movie but it was it's always a treat seeing him and stuff because he doesn't really show up in a lot of things yeah i was gonna say i feel like he's very like i can't reserved tell and like, right i can't tell if it's he's not getting offered things or if he's just reserved and i don't know i don't know i don't um, know I was gonna say because I I just remember he was in like the like craft sequel that came yeah. out like twenty years late. Yeah, I could yeah. tell from the trailer that probably was not a good movie. The first craft is like it, it's like a cult classic. Got um, is it? It's not Denise Richards. It's uh, Nev Campbell, mm. I think. I uh, and like a bunch of like popular nineties. Actresses. The other thing I'll mention about my guy David is if it's because he's not getting a lot of offers, I don't want to say I'm not surprised, 
But I want to make it clear that, yes, I love him in the X-Files, but Gillian Anderson is a far better performer yeah. than, than David is. David managed to find the perfect role for him because what yeah. he does really well is that, how would you describe his comedy? Very kind of dry. Dry. Yeah, it's dry and it's like semi-sarcastic, but... Yeah. Um... Yeah. He does that really well. He does. His delivery of those lines are fantastic. They're great. From a purely drama acting perspective, Chilling Anderson is miles better than he is. But he's again, he's he's still made an, he's a good actor from the standpoint that he managed to make an iconic yeah. character in in uh, television history along with of course the good writing. But anyway, I have to get back into the X-Files. I haven't I, watched oh, that, that's so. where I was, that's what I was leading with this was I want TJ to at least get to season five, I think it is. Something fin- like that. Season, finish season five so we can watch the first X-Files movie. There's two of them. Because yeah. I, I want, I'm curious from a strictly unbiased perspective, because I love the X-Files, what, what he thinks of the movie. Because I think it is a just a generally a good movie. And I've kind of – I mentioned to you, TJ, that I was listening to another podcast – with a movie guy, and he was saying too that he really enjoyed it, the movie. Yeah, and I I don't know if he's a big X Files fan or not on that podcast, but that was comforting, I guess, to hear and interesting because it was another opinion. Yeah, and I don't um, get there's not too many people obviously that talk about that film like yeah. other films, obviously. I um I stopped what like f- seven or eight episodes into season two. Yeah, uh, I kind of just needed a break of it. That's that was, fair. Eight months ago, though, so <laughs> it might be time to pick it back up. I'm, I'm just a- saying, TJ, if you don't pick it up, you might get – things might get bad between – there might be oh, some no. salt that's spread between us. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I got nine episodes left to sign up, so maybe that. That's right. Uh, yeah, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to pick up a big show again other than Seinfeld because I don't really have any going. So Right. There's when There's a ton of them to choose from nowadays. Yeah. An absurd amount. Watch The Office again. Watch The Office again. Our last bit of news from the Vanity Fair issue from Star Wars is one that ruffled my feathers, at least, which was Kathleen Kennedy's comments on the OG characters' portrayals and saying that there would no longer be any young actors mm-hmm. that would portray Old OG characters, characters older yeah. characters. Yeah, no, no recasts. And the immediate spotlight for most Star Wars fans was placed on Alden Ehrenreich. I believe I said that correctly. I think so. Portrayal, Alden Aaron, Ehrenreich's portrayal of Solo, Han Solo, yeah. in Solo, A Star Wars Story. You, Emerson, and I, us three, yeah. we, as soon as we saw it, came, came out as, as big fans yeah. of the of that movie despite a lot of fans and critics disagreeing with us. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it like at first it was a very split movie. Like I think when it came out, it might still have like a 60 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um I I just remember a lot of people were like this isn't that great a movie. Uh and walking out of the theater I was like that was so fun. I was just like this is this is everything a Han Solo movie should be. And I totally enjoyed it. I still do. I haven't seen it in a while, but I rewatched it. I rewatch 
all Star Wars movies at least once a year. At least I've been starting to in recent years. I haven't watched any in a while. Yeah. And, man, his performance as young Solo was so – it was so believable. If Honestly, comparing the two, it makes – it made it, – it, he literally played an inexperienced version of Harrison Ford's, Harrison Ford's portrayal. And, I, and I'm, I'm completely serious. I believe that. His, the youth that he had to him, the charisma, the charm he had to him, it just – it was unbeatable. And I'm glad they also chose someone that was relatively unknown. I mean, sure, he was in Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers film, for a little bit, and some other things of that nature, some smaller yeah. stuff. But I'm glad they chose him because great pick. Also, the costume design, by the way, in that movie is fantastic. There's some great costume design pieces. I just wanted to shout that out. I love shouting that out whenever we talk about the film because there is some great costumes there. But, you know, going back to... To Aaron Reich, he's. I really wanted him. I really wanted them to give a, give him a sequel movie. Honestly, yeah, I thought it deserved one. But I don't know. He's just great job by him, and I real. I I hope, I hope he knows that there are a large amount of Star Wars fans that appreciate and enjoy his performance because yeah, it was it was great. It's, it's, it's fun. It was fun, and I mean. What more is there to say besides the fact that, again, he played a young Harrison Ford as Han Solo and killed it? It just, the, again, you saw in that character that the the character, the Han Solo, you could sense that he was the younger version. You, you saw the, the elements there. You saw that just it was just the experience that he was missing between between the two of them. But other than that, I didn't really notice a difference. Yeah. Um, Hit play, Will. Hit play for us. What happened? Forgot the camera again. Ah, uh, so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I I just re- kind of retraced it in my mind. I don't think I've seen that movie since like 2019. Wow. Uh, I dude, I don't watch Star Wars that often. Yeah. Um. I think the last one I rewatched was like Return of the Jedi, only because I hadn't seen it in probably like four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I watch maybe like two a year. Uh, I haven't seen the sequel trilogy since it came out, Rogue One and Solo since probably like 2019 as well. It's been a hot minute, mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, I love. I loved Solo. I think no that the the one guy can never be Harrison Ford. Of course. Obviously not. It's I I that, that's always one thing that peeves me about people I just like saying that it's just like he's no Harrison Ford. Obviously not. It's it's like it's like recasting James Bond. No, Daniel Craig is not going to be Sean Connery. Get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it, it's just one of those things that where it's like I don't, I don't know what you want. You want it, you want to have fun Star Wars, and have like this kind of young whatever, but you're only satisfied if it's Harrison Ford himself. He's seventy years old. Let the man chill. <laughs> yeah, 
He's not going to come out and just, is he retired? No, because he's just got announced in a a prequel, the second prequel show to Yellowstone. Okay, well, I know he has Indiana Jones five, but I was like, I don't know if he's retiring after that. Yeah, I speaking of that, I don't know how many prequel shows Yellowstone is going to have, but it might be a billion anyway. Sixty and sixty go back to, um, to what you're saying. And it's just like it's one of those things where it's like obviously you can't replace the classic. It's the classic for a reason. Obviously. <laughs> but if you want to have something in the same vein that's like hits that same note, you can't have 70-year-old Harrison Ford running around acting like he's 25. Obviously. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like take what you're given, stop your stop your complaining. And just have fun with it. And, like, because when on a surface level, Solo is so fun. Um, And the guy kills it, and he does everything he's supposed to do. But since, oh, no, he's not Harrison Ford. Well, I would not do that. That's a shaky idea. Yeah. Um, Just just go through the camera. Yeah. Say hi to the folks and then leave. Yeah. Or come back. There he is. Um, But, like... I don't know. But, like, people like the Lando recast, but not him. And I was just like, what? Yeah, they're being very selective. Yeah, I'm like, obviously, Donald Glover is Donald Glover. Everyone loves Donald Glover. He's Donald Glover. He's awesome. But, like, at the same time, whatever. <laughs> you're, getting, you're, you're complaining about one recast, but you seemingly love the other recast. Make up your mind. It was. It was just like I felt like a lot of the or a lot of the um the criticisms for Solo were so hypocritical, and like just like so whiny. Oh, that's that's with a lot of things with Star Wars fans. There's mul- that that's happened on multiple occasions. Yes, um, there's stuff with the sequel trilogies. For example, the the Force healing, they got super triggered that Ray, triggered that Ray was able to Force heal, but then they didn't when Grogu was able to Force heal. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And tech and Grogu's had less training than Ray, but people who weren't triggered when Grogu did it, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I get the most personally get the most infuriated about like, um, like the recasting thing because it's like it's just like obvious. Just take what you're given. Stop your bitching and your moaning. It's it's fine. Whatever. Oh, I know. No, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just, I'm just giving another example. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying that that's the one that infuriates me the most. Oh, I agree. I agree. And especially, boiling. especially with and another thing, another perspective aspect of that criticism was they kind of were taking it out on the actor too a little. Yeah. And I, not the not and not the. At least if you're going to do that, which again I ditto to what you said, TJ. Yeah. At least take it on out on the producers. And other things, or, thing, the, writers or, or the writers, not the dude that got hired to do the job. Yeah, um, it's one thing to say that like their performance is shitty, but when it's decent and it's and you're you're just mad about oh no, it's it, it's just the way it's written. Don't take it out on the guy who's doing it. Take it out on the person who wrote the line. Yeah, it's like don't hate. Ke- John Walker because he's John Walker. Don't hate Wyatt Russell because he plays John Walker. 
hate the writer that wrote John Walker. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Which I honestly, man, uh, I, this is definitely a side note, but they killed it with 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 John Walker, oh, and White Falcon Russell. Soldier. Yes, oh yeah, he's fantastic because they made everyone hate him. <laughs> I remember within the first uh, like day of Falcon Winter Soldier being out, and he's on screen for less than two seconds. Yup, the internet went insane for no reason. Um, because everyone was like, I immediately hate him. And, and they took like, it out on the actor. And I was like, what? A, how can you hate him by two seconds of screen time? It's one thing to make it, make fun of him because he looks like the old guy from Up, because he does. And it's fine to make those memes, but saying he's immediately, it's immediately like a bad thing. That's, it's so, it's, it's just like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. It's just like, he, he's obviously going to put in a time later. Stop complaining about it now. Wait till you actually see the performance. It'd be like seeing one second of Christian Bale and then seeing, oh my god, this is the best performance ever. Obviously, you don't know. You haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's. Fan bases can be poisonous sometimes. That is for sure. That's why I've honestly stopped look, like going into fan bases. I can't take it anymore. They make my blood boil. They, I, I, I can't. I can't even follow fan pages anymore because I'm just like I can't. I've surprisingly <laughs> been okay, and I am a sequel trilogy lover, with the exception of the last one. So surprisingly, I've done okay and not gotten too raged. Haven't gotten too um upset but yeah i i understand why and i don't follow too many i mean i follow a few but i guy i can't do it anymore like i i did it for a while uh and i was like for like star wars and stuff like that now i can't because i'm just like everyone is so like uptight about everything yet and toxic and i'm just like listen take your hypocritical views and just watch the movie shut up (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes have your opinion but don't be like so uptight about every minute thing and hate the movie because of like two minute things. Just like what you like and then don't like what you don't like. Don't have to make it your whole personality. That's one thing I hate about the most about fandoms. It's everyone makes their person like opinion of their personality. It annoys me. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Alright, let's <laughs> let's move from the lava, from Mustafar, from the poisonous fan side of fan bases. And let's go back to the beach. Let's go back to the tropical side of things where it's all good on sauna Sunday. But I don't like going to the beach. Okay. Where, where do you, what's your, what's your, what's your, uh, where are you at peace? Where are you peaceful? Coffee shop. TJ, you go to your coffee shop. (laughs) I'm going to go to my, to my river so I can go fly fish in my mind while we talk about some other things. Specifically, well, actually, we do have to go to the beach for this one, TJ, because we have to talk about speed too. Oh, God. We have to go to a cruise ship to talk oh, about speed too. Hell yes! <laughs> oh my God! Oh, TJ. The... So we watched this after the last episode. No, yeah, we watched this. We like, talked to you guys four about. hours ago. <laughs> if that. four hours ago, randomly while I was because I wanted to throw on a movie that I could sort of I, I would only have to pay attention to half half the time. Yeah. Well, so I could edit my. The episode that came out, well, the episode before this one, the Batman Forever episode, 
So TJ decided to choose Speed 2, which I was all here for. And first of all, I did not know Willem Dafoe was the villain in it, first off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredibly enjoyable. He had some... He definitely had some Roger Moore... Bond villain. Bond villain vibes. Yeah. Where he wasn't the greatest, but he was extremely enjoyable. Oh, yeah. It's... He was so funny. <laughs> he was, I, I, dude, the bulging eyes. Just that one thing that's apparently, as you said, TJ translated into memes, I think. Oh, was yeah. It? There's, um, there's one shot of Willem Dafoe where he, like, he puts on this really toothy grin, but his eyes bulge out like really funny. Um, and it is. It's, one, it's, one, it's, it's a very iconic oh. Willem Dafoe frame. Um <laughs> Um, oh just if you look up Speed Two, you're bound to find it because it's so funny. I don't know if I have seen an actor's eyes bulge up as, as much, much as, as Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe in, in this that, movie. Yes, yeah. It, I don't like half the shots of Willem Dafoe are just like him, like putting on this really dumb, goofy grin, and like his eyes bulging as his head. It's so funny. Um. I mean, you can't go wrong with Willem. He's Willem. Yes, Willem was enjoyable. The main actor, however, was not. He was really boring. He was very stiff. That too. He was stiff. He he was he was like a two by four. Um, yeah, he was the equivalent of a two by four. He was the equivalent of a two by four. Maybe a no, four by he's eight. no Keanu. Yeah. Not not trying to compare them, but I kind of have to sort of because because yeah, they have the same role in the movie practically. Exactly. Um, and that's. And that's kind of, and the comparisons are where you really start to see a lot of the issues. Because as you highlighted, TJ, as a movie by itself, it's not the worst thing in the world, especially yeah. especially not a four percent, as you mentioned. Yeah, as, as a four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and I think like a three point something on uh, IMDb. I think it's like a three seven. Um, and honestly, if you were to just kind of show this to someone. It's not that bad. Like, it's bad, and it, it's pretty cringy, but it's not awful, awful. Like, it's it's it's, 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 it's decently watchable. It's, a, it's like a funny, bad action movie from the 90s, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, is it a 4%, like, like I mentioned? No. What did they give Battlefield Earth? Like a 3. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. Battlefield Earth, that this movie is way better than it's Battlefield Earth. It's leagues above like Battlefield Earth. Oh and, like, my Catwoman. Battlefield Earth is oh boy. Yeah, like it, 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 this movie like it compared to stuff like um Battlefield Earth like you mentioned and like uh what was the other one I just thought of? Uh like Ghost Rider 2. Mm. Like it's infinitely more watchable because it, oh yeah. It actually has a like uh the story of it is actually like moderately concrete yes like it, it's not like it's like and it's not like it's like disgustingly made or anything it's just uh it's just kind of cringy and it's like it's the dialogue is yeah the way the most of the way that it's put together is just meh um and it can like the thing that it's like a speed sequel even though it's not a speed sequel uh is really weird it is um but like if you take away that like that it's a speed sequel it's honestly not awful no. as a speed sequel oh my god it's awful it, it honestly and 
again, I may be more critical. I'll be I'll be honest. I may be a little bit more critical because of how much I love the Speed movie. It's a top three action movie for me. Oh, I love Speed. Love Speed. But yeah, the two are just not comparable. They're not. It's they're cause, not because they're very different movies, kind of inherently. They are, but I mean, just breaking down the components that make a good action film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're one. One honestly, it carry like the first one. I mean, it's very. The first one has a consistent flow to it. Yes, you like it. The action immediately picks up for the pretty much in the first one and yeah. just goes. Whereas I, this I, one took I, like thirty minutes to get going. This one took thirty minutes to get going, and it felt awkward those thirty minutes. Yeah, Dude. I, I, um, like I forgot that we were like. I didn't even realize we were 30 minutes into the movie when the action first started. And I was like, we're, th- we're, we're this far into the movie already. Um, it, it was just like one of those things where I was like, no way. We're already like just so far in. Wasn't it? It was a two hour movie, correct? Two. Yeah, it was like two hour I feel like they could have just made it an hour and a half or an hour 45 and just got right into the action. Yeah. If they did that, it would have been a lot better. Like they did with their with the first one. Yeah. Um, but the first one I, I think was two hours though. Yeah, I think they're about the same length. But but you get what I'm saying. The, the same idea. Yeah, 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 where yeah. That 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 was part of the reason why Speed was such a great action movie is it yes. just it got it, it 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 didn't it has an intro but the, but it, the intro is action exactly. Where this one it it likes to think it has an, an like an intro action scene, but the intro action scene isn't really that thrilling compared to like the first one and you also they also and not only that but they mixed it with more goofiness they mixed it with uh annie's dr- yeah. uh driving yeah, sandra lesson Bullock, yeah. sandra Bullock's driving lesson they so make that it, kind of make, diminished that whole like thing. tenseness yeah. yeah um i guess I, I guess like the best way to describe this movie is it's like a really shitty diehard yeah you made that it, yeah, yeah it literally. like in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of just die hard on a boat with, but instead of like one, like a group of terrorists, it's like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yes. Um, he's definitely the most, as he, we he has like earlier. God hand over the, uh, over the boat, but like it has kind of that same, like, I guess kind of setup where it's like a bunch oh, of, yeah. a bunch of people are held hostage on a boat. It, it is. Yeah. It, 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 like I said, it's, it's very much a, like a die hard, like a shitty die hard, die hard clone. Uh, where speed is kind of its own thing. Like, yes, I know people compare it to Die Hard, like on a on a bus, but it's still its own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it I feel like speed is very much. Uh, I'm f- I mean, it, 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 it it's iconic in its own right for being speed. Yes, uh, of course, it yeah. is. It is an iconic action movie. You can't yeah. disagree with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the first it, one. It's it. Yeah, I was gonna say I. I remember like hearing about it from a young age and I was like, what is this? <laughs> um, and I was just like, I, this sounds so fun. And that's kind of like its reputation is it's, it's like a, it's dumb and it's like over the top, but that's what makes it fun. Uh, and it, like it has its dark moments, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's an enjoyable action movie. Speed two isn't <laughs> speed two is cringy and it's yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I was just like, Oh my God. Um, but young Boba Fett, <laughs> yeah, he's in it. He's in it. Oh, also shout out to my guy Dante. Dante. Dante needs some applause. Hold on. TJ's listening now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took my headphones out. Yeah, 
Dante needs some applause because he, dude, without Dante, that boat wouldn't have, they wouldn't have made it out a-okay they without wouldn't. Dante. Because yeah. Dante. Dante is our absolute king. <laughs> Dante, he kicked down the door, right? Because. He kicks, yeah, he kicks down some doors. And he had the chainsaw, but she wasn't able to get through the door, right? So he kicked it. Yeah. And, and was able to save all those people. And then at the end, and also he's documenting. First of all, Dante's a G because he documents this while helping them. Yeah, he's he, doing two things at once. He's a multitasker. He's a multitasker. And then he also helps the main guy at towards the end. Steer the boat, Steer yeah. the boat. Let me drive the boat for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shout out. I just wanted to make sure I, I didn't forget that. Shout out to my guy, Dante. Yeah. Um, and I will say this kind of had like some decent like side character casting because I had the one guy from Friends, mm-hmm. and I had the one uh, one girl from uh, Trigger was the the Triggers from, the, from Friends, yes. And then it has a uh, I think it's is it Annie is that her name in Twin Peaks? I will check. Yeah, I feel like it is, but I honestly do not remember. <laughs> um, but like yeah, it has some decent. It has, like, a decent cast for the time, even if they're, like, some of those, like, side characters are unknown. Um, like, it, it's definitely, like, now a lot of those people are really big or have made, like, a big splash in, like, some sort of show. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Yeah. They, <laughs> they definitely have... Oh, it's, it's Lucy. 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 That's right, Lucy. The the receptionist. The front de- receptionist. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, Lucy. Lucy. What <laughs> what a queen. But but you know, yeah, that's a good point that you that you pointed out there. It's it, that's just another testament to the fa- to what you were saying earlier, which is this idea that it isn't when you look at it from a standalone thing, it's not thing, that bad. It's not that's not that bad. Because of what you just highlighted, yeah, I actually want to see what this has on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, or yeah. on like audience score and stuff. And I think we both agree, Willem Dafoe is the most redeemable part in yes. this, in yeah. the the film. He is very much a, as we mentioned, a Bond villain from a Roger Moore film. Yeah, this movie ends literally like a James Bond movie. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it, this movie is like a really weird clone between like a really shitty James Bond movie and a really shitty Die Hard clone. Yes. The other thing I'll mention, too, is I had an issue with how it ended because it felt like it was going to end at three different moments. Yes. I was, and then, I, I didn't, I it was just, okay, it sounds like it's going to end here and then, well, okay, I, but then it's going to end here. Well, it, it kind of has the same, um, I, I guess, kind of plot structure as the first speed in a way where, like, they finally get off the thing and then they go after the villain. Right. Like, it's two separate things and it is, like, a kind of split, like, 10 minute but thing. with that one i never had the I, when i first watched it we we first watched it together i never yeah. had the sense that oh it's ending here because yeah well yeah it, it does have that but like it is technically kind of the same structure and then it ends like a yeah. james bond movie yeah and though uh in that like they they're on a boat and then they kind of like say some quippy thi- like joke and then they kiss and like it pans up and then it's just like oh the movie ends it's like old James Bond stuff. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Okay. Oh, I pulled it up. It has okay. a 3.9 on IMDb, a 23 on Metacritic, a 4 on Rotten Tomatoes Critic, and a 16 on Rotten Tomatoes Audience. What'd you give? Have you rated it on Letterboxd yet? I gave it a 1. I gave it a 1. Because I'm like, 
Oh, that's fair. I'm like, yeah, in all honesty, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. No. Like, it's bad. It does, definitely doesn't deserve a half star, yeah. I think it has a 1.8 on Letterboxd. 1.8. Which I, I think is fair. Like, it's... Which is, I think, like, 0.1 more than Morbius. <laughs> you mean the greatest movie of all time? Yes. <laughs> Dude, can we just talk about that for... Can we just talk about Morbius for a second? I love the sarcastic fan response to that film. It's, it's so funny. It's... We were talking about how poisonous fan bases are. This is why I love fan bases. Is yes. because they come up with this kind of stuff, where they call it... They have all these... I don't remember. They have all these nicknames for Morbius about it yeah. being... The greatest know. movie ever. And like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, so that is one thing I do like. Okay. Yeah. It's I so take it... There, yeah, there are aspects of fandoms I like. Like, when they unironically make stupid <laughs> jokes like that. But it's just oh like, God. when everyone has to have their own opinion, that's when it annoys me. Right. But I just... I wanted to shout that out because I... I it so far it has not gotten old. I love. Oh, it's still I love so funny. It's so so funny. I yeah. I mean, it's been it's a what? So funny. It's been almost two months since that movie came out, and it, every time I see a Morbius meme, I unironically just I I'm like, my mind breaks down, and I I like caveman laugh. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I go I go. I'm just like ha ha funny meme. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's good. What? So. There's, you sent me the video of the guy dancing, right? Or the what? Guy dancing. Or who was the? Oh, Matt Smith. Matt Smith dancing. Didn't you send me that? Yeah, I sent that to you. Like, what, what was the caption for that one? The like, greatest movie in existence. Yeah, greatest movie in existence. <laughs> and people were talking about the comments. Yo, this is like the greatest dance number I've ever seen in the. Oh, co- it's so good. It's so good. Will, can you check the camera real quick for us? I don't know how long, how long have we been going. We're an hour nine. Oh my god! But he, he he already stopped it. He already restarted it once. Okay. Twenty three minutes. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, the, the Morbius memes are hilarious. <laughs> I, so funny. Um. That that I think that is one of the one times I've, I've like been really into like loving how the fans responded to something. Like I, there, there's been a few good like Doctor Strange memes recently. Yeah. Um, specifically more like Scarlet Witch oriented, uh, but like Morbius memes are so good. Um, they are. I. Oh my god, they are they are king. But I, yeah, I re- I remember when this movie like first started coming out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is so bad. It's cringy." <laughs> um, it is. It I, is not a good movie. Oh God, no! I think we should collectively uh, get everyone together into a room and then hype up a movie, but turn on Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just get, have people guessing, guys. This, according to many people, because this is actually true, using the sar- using the sarcastic comments. Yeah, we won't say that, but we'll be like, guys. According to many people in the Marvel fan base, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay? Yeah, like hype it up to be some like Days of Future Past, <laughs> yeah, like Logan style. Like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> it's... Or turn on like Fantastic Four, like the, like, the new <laughs> yeah. one, or like Howard yeah. the Duck. I I'm still interested in that latest Fantastic Four because the Josh Trank one. Well, yeah, because I saw a scene from it that actually looked pretty cool though with with Doom. With Doctor Doom, that's his name, right? Yeah, I thought I actually—I I heard it had some decent scenes to it, but like most of the writing is absolute trash. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll be, I'm curious. Um, 
I, yeah, I know it's I know it's by uh Josh Trank. He's who's the director. Hmm. He did a, a movie called Chronicle. I've heard which of that has one. Dane DeHaan and Michael B. Jordan. Uh it's another superhero movie. It's oh. like a found footage superhero one where like three teenagers get superpowers. Yeah, I think I remember seeing trailers for this. Yeah, it came out I want to say like twenty twelve or something like that. Apparently it's pretty good. I think it was on I think it's on HBO Max right now. So I, I like added it to my list and I was like, I'll watch this. Uh, and then I forgot it was on there. <laughs> um, cause I've been meaning to for a long time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was one where like he made a, most of it. And then I think, um, they Marvel or Sony or whoever was behind it was like, um, no. And then they reshot it and they were like, he's like, I had a very different thing in mind. It's kind of like a Suicide Squad kind of thing, mm. but like the Marvel equivalents. And then everyone forgot about the movie, so it doesn't really matter now. <laughs> yeah. Back to Howard the Duck, though. That's the best Marvel movie. Oh my! Do you I know heard. about this movie? Yeah. Well, a lot. I've learned. I've learned a lot about it from you. Yeah, with Leah Thompson and yeah. Uh... Isn't Howard? Who's Howard the Duck voiced by? In the old movie or in the MCU? Which one are you talking about? The, oh, the old movie. Yeah, the old movie. Who is he voiced by? I he's don't voiced know. By an, I think he's voiced by a, fair, a fairly popular actor, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I just know in the, in the MCU, he's voiced by Seth Green. Oh. From it, uh, Family Guy. Seth, and, uh... Isn't he that 70s show guy? Or wait, no, Or wait... That, um, he's, um... Seth Green. Dr. Evil's kid in Austin Powers. Yeah, he's... he's oh, he is in that 70s show, TJ. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, or sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's just in the last season. Yeah. Oh, is he replaced uh, Topher Grace? I think so. Okay. Well, no, no, he doesn't replace Topher Grace, but he's in it. He's just, mm. I don't, I think he's just in it as another side character, but I think, I think it's just the last season. I might be in it for more, but no, it's another guy, another guy replaced Topher Grace that I'm not aware of. I don't know who he is. Speaking of which, did you know that they're making another kind of that 70s show? Yeah. I oh. saw a still with the Topher Grace's character's mom and dad. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually have, they've aged really well. William hits a button. Howard T. Duck, voiced by Ed Gale, uh, who's in Oh Brother, Polar Express, Spaceballs, Bill and Ted, Chucky, Leprechaun. Are we good, Will? Did die? Maybe, yeah. We have the... Tim Robbins is in this movie? Battery exhausted. Shit. Yeah, this actually has a decent cast to it. Um, Like Leah Thompson, who's in a bunch of old... uh, 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 John Hughes movies. Mm. She's in Back to the Future. She's the young version of the mom. Or she's the mom. Hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, who's uh, the principal in uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh. And he's in Beetlejuice and Amadeus. Tim Robbins is in it. Wow. Um, This was made in 1986. God damn. Interesting. But, yeah, it sucks. We'll have to yeah. watch it because it's... It's iconic in like all the all the wrong reasons. It's like Batman oh, and Robin. Oh boy! But like oh boy. the Marvel equivalent and older. 
Interesting. Well, that'll be that'll be interesting. That'll be a a fun topic. Uh, yeah, I, that's one way to put it. Oh yeah, that is one way to put it. One of the things I want to mention before we close things out is how, at least I am, how hyped I am for Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, you you Dude, you on the train? Oh yeah, next week is going to be insane. Just oh my in gosh, general. talking about next week. Yeah, um, I mean, Top Gun is one thing because I mean it's it's Top Gun. I'm very excited for Top Dude, Gun. Dude, watching. I've heard so many great things, and it makes sense about people that have been able to were able to watch Top Gun in the theater when it came out oh, in the yeah. 80s dude that i that must have been i and i can see why that would have been such an experience and this is going to be no different in fact it'll be even better because of all the new technology we yeah have. i mean i've 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 heard a lot of the uh, reactions already are very favorable like i i've heard it's like a- absolutely amazing um oh man it's gonna and be, i i like it's going to be fantastic like i think right now it's sitting at like a 96 on rotten tomatoes uh, or something like that. Like, which is weird because like the first one has like only has like a fifty five or something weirdly. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, I've heard it so good. Uh, I've heard like nonstop praise for it since like the first viewings. Um, and I'm definitely excited because, dude, like I was already excited, and then like I heard like everyone who's seen this loves this movie. Uh, and that got me even more hyped because I was just like, they're like, this is like the, ch- this, this is what's everything you want out of a Top Gun sequel. Uh, so that got me very oh excited. Gosh. It's going to be glorious, man. I, we are feasting this year so far in films. Oh yeah. Fee sting <laughs> the Batman, the Northman. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I'm even going to shout out the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, that movie's hell fun. Because we talked about this on the podcast, but if there was anyone to make a movie about themselves, about themselves, it'd be Nick Cage. Yeah, we are feasting, and I mean, same with television shows too. Yeah, I mean, I was about, I was literally about to say that the same day we're getting Top Gun, we're getting uh, half the new season of Stranger Things. Uh, which is going to be absolutely insanity. I, I don't know if I don't know if you guys have heard, but the run times for that. Oh yeah, the, for the the ones for the last few weeks, um, they come out in July. They're like ninety minutes for the like two of them, and then like two and a half hours for the last one. It's the last one is as long as Spider Man No Way Home, which is insanity. Uh, and I'm interested because I want to see how much do they cover in. Is this this isn't even the final season? To think. I know they they were they 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 confirmed their final season would be five. Yeah, I think. Well, I think originally they were going to go for four. That's what I always heard was their original plan, right? Uh, and I think that's kind of how they kind of probably structured this season when they renewed it. Was this what was originally the final season? So that's why it's kind of longer. It has a lot of runtime, but now that it's not, it's kind of weird. And I'm interested to see how it transitions into the next season um but yeah in the meantime i'm very excited to see how what they set up for that next little bit we also should definitely meet up for at least the final episode watch that together because that'd be kind of dope um i know i have plans to watch a few of the the first part season episodes with some friends so okay um i'm definitely interested and then obi-wan kenobi dude 
I'm so so recent news. We didn't talk about this with Star Wars. Yeah, we but didn't. We didn't. But it came out that it's going to be character driven and really focused on Obi Wan Kenobi, which is I find that to be extremely helpful. Helpful and. It makes me extremely comfortable. There's a better word for it, but extremely comfortable with. It makes me. It. It. it yeah. It makes me extremely comfortable with with where the filmmakers in this in this production are going with it because. Yeah. I feel real really safe in. In um. In McGregor's hands and and things and 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 the other actors too. Also, what I'm really excited about is seeing my guy Kumal. <laughs> Of course. Of course, yeah. TJ, of course. Yeah, I'm excited to see Kamal and my boy uh, Soon Kang as well. Yeah. Those are my guys. Shout out. <laughs> favorite Fast and Furious character and favorite Eternals character, respectively, for, for, for the two. Yeah. But, and, and, and obviously us us X-Files fans have to stick together, Kumal being his favorite <laughs> show being. I know. It's an issue, guys, okay? It's an issue. But on Sauna Sunday... Son of Sunday is very therapeutic for me, so I got I got to say my things, okay? okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited. Uh, it's gonna be an interesting day because I'm like, gotta start Obi Wan, gotta start Stranger Things, gotta get hyped for Top Gun because we're not seeing that Friday. I know because I'm busy. Fool, I'm a busy boy. But yeah, oh dude, the excitement is building. It's brimming. The week starts tomorrow. Yeah, it does, man. We, it is a great time to be a nerd. Be a nerd. It's a great time to be to have a movie podcast and TV podcast like like ours. And I think on that note, it's a perfect time to end the episode. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed. TJ, you can be my wingman any day, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Yeah. Peace. Yeah.